From the PSIA ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair, visiting with Matt Boyd of the national team tonight to talk about our people skills and our teaching skills. Matt's great to connect. Yeah, it's good to talk to you, George. It's always nice to nice to sit down and talk with you. Saw you last in November, and uh, you were making some presentations about actually both teaching skills and people skills and really where the learning connection takes place. And I'd like to focus on that tonight, if that's all right with you. Absolutely. So tell us the importance of each of these skills, the teaching skills and our ability to relate to people. Well, I mean, I I think that um, the directors have known for, for, eons that that a good instructor needs to be somebody who can connect well with people um, it's generally who they hire um, but at the same time they need to be able to, to create some learning out there um, with their guests and if, if you can't do either one of those things you're, you're just not going to be successful as an instructor uh, you know if, the, if you they learn a lot but don't like you they're not coming back and if they love you but don't learn anything they're not coming back and it's it's just as simple as that so where is it i mean i i really feel i i love the emphasis on the people skills and training those because as you said i mean it was kind of like okay this person's really outgoing we can work with you on your riding or your skiing and your teaching but we kind of let that other part go <clears throat> You know, we totally did. Um, you know, we, in the hiring process, we looked for, you know, the right people and then taught them how to ski and teach and, and ride for that matter. Um, but I think that, you know, every school USA, in fact, probably worldwide, has got some folks that that have got some, some work to do in their people skills. And, and we really always treated it as something that you were born with. But after putting this uh, the learning connection model on the t- on the table, and then with Rob and Ellen writing the teaching snow sports manual, we've realized that these are trainable skills that you can develop in the people skills realm. And can you get into that some? I'd I'd really like to hear how we can develop those. <laughs> well, you know, in the in the teaching snow sports manual, it does a really good job of of describing what, what they call emotional intelligence. And that's just a term to, to really encapsulate a, a few different items that you need to be successful in the people skills realm. And, and the first of those is you need to be aware of yourself. You need to be self-aware. And, and, and when I say that, aware of how you normally react to different situations, aware of your tendencies and your habits in social situations, um, and, and from that awareness, then you can get to the second step, which is starting to manage those tendencies. Um, you know, um, I always give the example of, of my beautiful wife and I, um, you know, oftentimes she will say things to me in a manner that leaves me feeling like I'm, I'm moderately under attack. And, and my tendency in that realm is to get angry. Um, and then I get defensive, and then she gets madder and madder, and before you know it, we're in, in an argument. And, um, and I, I, I often laugh. I've shared this story with my wife. I think we both know who's going to have to make some changes here. So I, I've become aware <laughs> of my tendencies, and, and, and in that sense, I'm trying to manage how I react in that environment um, so that we can then 
start to build some relationships. Um, and and, and that, those tendencies, you see them come out at dinner parties. You see them come out uh, when you're making small talk with strangers. You see them coming out when you're dealing with people who are questioning you or when you feel stressed. And just becoming aware and being able to manage that will then help you uh, manage relationships and your social awareness. And it, it's, it's, it's really powerful how this manual lays it out. What's the reaction you've seen from other people in our profession when you talk about developing our people skills more? Is there any pushback of, you know, that's really not something you can teach me or that that's not a field I really need to or an area where I really need to make any improvement? Well, there's been a few different reactions. Um, certainly early on, um, there was discussion that these were not skills that you could develop. And, and, and that has uh, that argument's largely gone by the wayside, uh, particularly the, the way that, that Ellen in particular wrote that chapter of the manual. Um, it's, it's brilliant, and it's hard to argue the fact that you can indeed develop them no differently than I'm trying to develop my relationship with my wife. Um, <clears throat> beyond that, you know, when you talk about people skills and, and you give a presentation, at the end of the presentation, you ask what your takeaways are, and, and generally people say, well, you need to have fun. And, and to me, I think it's important that our members know that it goes so far beyond that, um, you know, because having fun, um, that's, just a, that's just a part of it. They've got to trust you. They, they should be your friend. The, and every lesson, you should have a, a, a group of, of new friends um, to carry on the, into the future with. Um, and, and friendship has a lot more to do with people skills and just having fun. Um, beyond that, you know, oftentimes you see the instructors who, um, who rely on uh, props, like, uh, like a hat or a crazy helmet cover or um, a stuffed animal. They rely on those props to create that fun environment when at the same time you'll see other people that use the same props but don't need them. They, 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 they're who they are is fun and who they are is trustworthy and who they are is somebody that people want to be around. And those, those props for lack of a better term, just further support that. Um, and I think it's important that our instructors realize that our members realize that it's, it's not, it's not what you wear or what you bring. Um, the, 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 the pizzazz around, your appearance, it's more important to bring a, a, a personality that people just can't, can't wait to be around. And then how do you bring your teaching skills in and, and blend some really solid technical knowledge with that <clears throat> outgoing personality? <laughs> if it were just that easy, George. <laughs> um, well, you know, from a teaching perspective, um, you know, it's it's very difficult to separate teaching and people skills. Um, if there's one conversation that we have continually with people who are being introduced to this learning connection model, it's that how can you possibly separate those two things? And in, in the field of education, they're not separated. And in most um, most areas where people have to teach, um, whether it's in sales, it's in medicine makes no difference. They don't separate teaching and people skills. Um, 
where we feel that we've got an upper hand on it is, you know, you can build those skills that create a bigger connection between the teacher and the student. Um, where the teaching skills come in is, is where you, you try to connect the student to the learning environment. Um, things like um, terrain. If you under-terrain a student, they're not connected to the learning environment. They may love you, but they're probably not going to do a lot of learning. If you over-terrain them, if you under-challenge or over-challenge them, um, if the activities you use are too difficult or way too easy, um, we need to manage that learning environment to keep the student who hopefully loves being with you, keep them connected to the learning environment as well. And then beyond that, we need to create environments where people can learn and, and, and able to, to be able to learn a, a motor skill. You've got to give them an opportunity to explore and experiment. You've got to give them an opportunity to become aware of their own sensations and to learn from what they've done. Um, and, and you need to reinforce and recognize when learning has occurred. And, you know, it's, from that learning perspective, that's exactly how we learn to walk. Uh, I often ask parents if they taught their children to walk, and the answer is no. They, they learned how to walk, but the parents were largely involved in that by supporting them, moving the sharp things out of the way, putting gates in front of stairs, holding their hands lightly, celebrating when they got it, and the kids were able to learn how to walk. We were able to learn how to walk in that manner. So that's interesting you bring up learning how to walk. Is that uh, any difference in how we teach kids and uh, adults? Well, I mean, there's certainly some difference um, between how we teach kids and, and adults. Um, I, I mean, I, I think that, that children, as an example, infants, when they learn how to walk, um, would certainly benefit if they had um, had a, a higher cognitive ability, if they could understand and grasp. And I think that, that, you know, certainly when we're teaching both children and adults, we need to understand their cognitive development and, and meet them at the best place. But at the same time, um, we, we need to know that we're not teaching uh, physics or history or science, we're teaching a, a motor skill. And, and the best way to, to learn those things is to, is to let people do them. Matt, it's just interesting to me that you brought up learning how to walk because I've, I've been through two severe accidents where I actually had to learn how to walk again. And both times, you know, there's, yes, I did learn how to walk and I learned how to ski again. But uh, there are a lot of elements there that I think are not there when we're first learning how to walk. And I'm, I'm that's where my mind was going when you brought this up as far as the difference between children and adults uh, because there seem to be so many outside influences. I, I mean, absolutely. I, uh, I, I believe that, you know, the longer we've been on this earth, the, the more we, the more we bring to the table when it comes to learning a, a, a motorsport. And oftentimes we can use those things to help us. Um, you know, obviously having walked before you had some experience when it came to learning to walk again, um, so you had some cognitive awareness. You certainly had some, a higher cognitive, um, just simple cognitive ability when you learn to walk as an adult compared to when you learn to walk as an infant. Um, at the same time, though, uh, some of those things that we bring to the table as we get older, 
uh, escort things like fear. Um, and, and coming back to the people skills, knowing when somebody, being able to watch somebody and be aware and empathetic and understand what they're feeling and, and thinking and going through um, is crucial to the people skills, which comes right back to learning. If they're afraid, if they're over-challenged, under-challenged, the, the learning process has likely stopped. But it takes that social awareness piece to understand that. And I would hope that when you were learning to walk the second time that your physical therapist um, grasped that and, and helped you deal with it. Oh, very much so. And what I'm thinking now is, as a good instructor, when we have a, say, an eight-person group of uh, students and their first time on skis, how do we deal with the different uh, personalities that we have in that group where someone may be very scared, yet someone is someone else isn't at all? I, I think, you know, one of the, the fundamentals of teaching skills is to manage emotional risk. Um, you know, typically when we think of risk management, we think of physical risks like the cold, other skiers, collisions, falling, that kind of stuff. But that emotional risk is absolutely key. And, you know, coming back again to some real-life experiences, I, I live in a house with, with three women, my wife and two daughters, and both of my daughters require a lot of risk if they're going to have fun. They love it. They feed on it. Um, my wife, on the other hand, is, is she – you can – you can push her right out of learning by over-challenging her. So being able to manage that when it comes to going skiing or going surfing or playing any, any sport where risk is involved is, is key to being a good instructor. And, and, again, to be able to do that, we need to be aware of others and, and their, their feelings and their, their emotions. And uh, as we wrap up here, Matt, I, I am going to ask you one more question, which I'm sure could be a show in itself, but I'd really like to get into how can we develop that skill of being able to read people? Um, you know, that might be the million-dollar question. You know, when it comes to the people skills, I think that's probably the most difficult. But what I can say is that, um, you know, when you look at a new instructor, they're typically so engulfed in just remembering the steps that they wanted to remember um, from a technical aspect um, and remembering the, the steps of the progression from a teaching aspect that they are so consumed in that that they don't have any time for empathy in, in reading people. And the better we get skilled in all three of these areas, the more opportunities you have just in terms of mental space to pay attention to your student, to get to know them, to, to, to really interact with that student. And I think that we've, we all possess that skill, but particularly in the, in the world of ski and snowboard instruction, with all that we're responsible for, it just gets mired behind the mask of just trying not to screw anything up. Um, so the more skilled we are, the better we are in this realm. I think that the, the, the more attention we're able to pay in this realm of, of social awareness. Um, and from that, I think that just becoming more aware of how you deal with those tendencies, uh, how you deal with somebody when they're afraid, that's a great question to ask yourself. The manual kind of walks you through some of those steps to self-identify your tendencies. Um, it, to me, that's a, a great start right there. It's just simply reading that snow sports, or teaching snow sports manual. 
Matt, it is always a pleasure visiting with you. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us on First Chair. Hey, thanks very much. It was great talking to you. National team member Matt Boyd, thanks so much for joining us from the PSIA ASI studios in Lakewood, Colorado. I'm George Thomas.